Hey, Melissa, what's up? Hey, Craig. How are you? I'm freaking great. What a week. Holy smokes. What a week. Yeah. Welcome to the Title Town Podcast. We're recording on Monday, January Monday. 14th, uh, coming fresh off that nice Patriots win on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, excited to talk about it. Don't want to waste too much time. Uh, enjoy the episode, people. Let's go, Pats. Yeah. Hello there, everybody. Welcome to the Titletown Sports Podcast, episode 63, coming in real hot off of a uh, big, big boy Patriots win. Uh, my name is Craig Stanton. I'm here with Melissa Burns. What's up, Burnsy? Not too much, Craig. What's going on? You holding it down in the satellite offices in Quincy? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm keeping it classy over here in Quincy. Very nice, very nice. I'm here at uh, headquarters in Ooh. Brighton, Brighton, yeah, uh, yeah. and I'm super excited. I'm freaking pumped up about this this game this past week. How about you? Yeah, we we got a ton to talk about. That was, that was like f- that was fucking awesome. That was like the it, most. That was easily the most enjoyable Patriots game I've watched all fucking year. No question about oh, that. Oh yeah, by by miles. That was like they're back, baby. Like you couldn't, Jesus. Yeah, you couldn't have was, asked for a better, more complete game. Just complete domination by the Patriots. Yeah, I, I honestly, I was thinking like just a little while ago, but I, so I haven't really like dug in. I didn't look at any of the regular season of last year, but I honestly, I can't think of a time that they played better since the second half of Super Bowl Fifty One against the Falcons. Yeah, like if you just take comeback, who the, the team that we saw in the second half in overtime against the Falcons. And the team we saw on Sunday, that looks like the same team. The only problem is yeah. it was sep- separated by two fucking years. <laughs> um, but anyways, that was, that was I just yeah. can't, I, they were, it was almost flawless. Like literally, I mean, we'll get into it all, obviously uh, as we get into the episode more, but holy shit, what a fucking performance that was. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, we must well just jump into the around town. For those of you that don't know, the Patriots handily crushed the LA Chargers in the divisional round in Foxborough on Sunday. The final score ended up being 41 to 28. And like, I don't know about you, Craig, but that sounded way closer than it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. By, by about 20 points. More yeah. Or less. <laughs> yeah. Like you, if you had told me that game ended 41 to three, I would have been like, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. That feels right. Yeah. <laughs> checks out uh just to break it down a little bit they were up 38 to 7 at halftime and they had more first downs the patriots than the chargers had offensive snaps in the half which is like insanity fucking ridiculous Uh, and it definitely like made the second half just a exercise in futility yeah more than anything else uh elsewhere in the afc chiefs just blew the doors off the colts uh and they will now host the patriots in the afc championship game Patriots eighth in a row for anyone keeping score at home. Uh, on Sunday evening, we get a nice like six forty kickoff, six twenty, six forty, six forty. I believe it's probably be a good seven o'clock by the time that gets going. Pro- yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> we're gonna just rip through uh, the rest of the teams in town and yep. uh, get you caught up there, and then we'll get into the rest of the rest of the Patriots Charger stuff. So quickly on the Bruins, they had a pr- actually a really solid week. Um, they mm-hmm. continued their win streak. Um, with a shutout of the Minnesota Wild at home. They then dropped uh, another home game to the Stanley Cup, defending Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals. 
Uh, no surprise there. <laughs> the Bruins get this. This is a this is actually an incredible fucking number. The Bruins haven't beat the Capitals in any of their last fourteen meetings. I think Jesus. that I think that stat goes back to like twenty twelve or something. Like that's incredible. Yeah. The yeah. Capitals have owned the Bruins. Just absolutely made them their bitch. Fourteen and <laughs> oh. That's unreal. Yeah, that's- domination and that's like you know real in that amount of time you're talking like different teams different lineups like oh god yeah oh yeah it's laundry to laundry they can't beat them for some reason yeah that's that's philip rivers-esque is what that is right there (laughs) brutal so yeah they'll they'll have to figure that one out if they plan on going anywhere in the playoffs anyways but the end of the week with a really good saturday night win that probably no one on earth was watching because it was going up against that la uh dallas playoff yeah. game in football yeah but it was a highly entertaining game particularly the third period um in the bruins won which was great uh this week also tuka rask racked up his 250th win uh for the bruins all all of which have been for the bruins and is now three shy of becoming the bruins all-time win leader i assume as a goalie all-time goalie yes. win leader yeah, yeah right. correct yeah um and they have a big week this week coming up they've got a home game against the canadians which is happening like right now it's about 8 30 on monday night um yep. they're also playing the flyers and the blues as well as the rangers and then they hit the all-star break for about 10 days or so uh yeah. in the middle of january end of january it's amazing how many games they have this week, though. That's a tough stretch for them. Yeah, they're basically so. every other, then they hit the break, which is good. Yeah, which is good. They'll need that break. That'll be good for them. Um, turning it to teams that are glad the Patriots are doing well would be the Boston Celtics. Seriously. Uh, rough go for them this week. Not great. Uh, they started the week by blowing out the Pacers at home, then lost to the Miami Heat and the Orlando Magic on the road. This week, we saw a video of Jalen Brown and Marcus Morris having to be separated during a timeout in Miami. Rumor has it that Morris was upset with Brown's hustle in the second quarter. I would say he's not the only one that was upset, but probably not the best way to handle it. (laughs) Uh, Then on Saturday, Kyrie faced criticism for calling out his teammates in a post-game interview. And now he's missing the game Monday night again as we speak uh, against the Nets. Um, If you haven't heard the comments, he basically said they need to play harder and more consistently and that they overachieved last year, but now it's the real thing. Uh, Things seem like they're getting a little contentious for the Seas and they're probably enjoying some cover by most of the media coverage focused on the Patriots. That sentence was a little weird, but you get what I mean. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Blame our copywriters. I know. My reading skills. It's like my reading comprehension. I don't know what happened there. Uh, After this game on Monday, they'll take on Toronto and Memphis at home and then hit the road to play Atlanta, and they could really use a break. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. The other thing with that Kyrie thing is he he made some vague comments in the postgame about like effort and things like that. But on the floor in that Orlando game, like it was a one, you know, they were down by two points with like two seconds or something like that. So they had like one more shot. I believe... I can't remember whether it was Tatum or Hayward who actually took the shot, but he like Hayward, I think. chewed him out. On, well, I think it might have been. I remember him like chewing out Hayward, but I'm not. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it but, probably yeah. was him. But he like chews him out like on the floor. Like they like had a discussion and it was like a heated discussion on the floor as time expired in the game. And then he like, you know, said what he said in the postgame. So, yeah, things yeah. are getting a little a little gnarly in Celtic land. Yeah, not not great. And I, I think, you know. Kyrie calling out those young players in a interview like that, not really the best way to lead your team and kind of motivate them and feel like you're all in it together. Like he's basically saying like, well, it's your fault. 
and like yeah. great. Well, when I was out last year, you did great, but like whatever, that doesn't count. And it's like I, you know, if I were that young kid, I'd be like, "Fuck you, dude!" Like, yeah, I'd be like, dude, "What have yeah, you done?" We, we were better last year without you. At this yeah. point, somehow right. that's possible that you like take right. this team and add two like all stars, and they get worse. But yeah, that's a topic for a different day. It's uh, yeah. we'll get there. They, they better get their they, shit together for, in the next yeah, couple weeks. for their own sake. Hopefully, they clean up their act before this Patriots playoff run is over. Yeah, uh, because then we'll all just be like, "Oh yeah, remember that? That was a weird thing." I don't know. I don't really yeah, pay attention to it, but yeah. Ooh, I just turned on the Bruins game. They're rocking the uh, Winter Classic jerseys tonight. Oh in, yeah, I read at that home actually, rather against the Canadians. That's sick. Um, all right, and then last team in town, Red Sox. There actually is some Red Sox news to announce this week. Uh, the team made agreements with all ten of their arbitration eligible players. Most notable uh, is Mookie Betts who signed a one-year, $20 million deal, and this sets a record for a player in his second season of arbitration eligibility. Good for him. Sure. Rich man. (laughs) Whatever It is actually really good, too, because on... I don't really know too much about this, but what I know is that in every previous instance of the Red Sox and Mookie Betts trying to make some sort of deal... Yeah. outside of the frameworks of his just his the contract that he signed whenever they, they fucking drafted him or whatever yeah they haven't been able to do it like they haven't they haven't done anything yeah um, yeah they've never like come to an agreement in arbitration or any like they just like it hasn't been going good which has always made me feel be nervous about whether they're actually going to be able to sign him long term or not so this is a good step i had heard a story this week about like him potentially being the first 400 or 500 million dollar player holy shit which is like I, I don't even know how to comprehend that. Yeah, that's that's stupid. Cr- that's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. some other. I mean, you know, every every day I expect to see some big expose on MLB about how they're they're like in like trillions of dollars of debt to the Chinese or something like that. Because yeah. like, I just don't understand where they're getting all this money from. <laughs> Me either. It boggles my mind. Like We've you watch baseball games, the stadiums are empty. I don't understand it, and yet they are just throwing cash around. Yeah. Anyways, all right, so that's what's been going on around town, and uh, you know, in case you missed it on Sunday, the Patriots played a football game. We're going to be talking pretty much exclusively about that and about what's coming up next week. Um, So let's just jump right into it. Melissa, yeah, impressions from Sunday? (laughs) What was your your initial take coming out of that game uh, against the Chargers? I was pretty fired up. I, you know, I think like last week, I we weren't super confident in their ability to like pull it together and like play the game. I think they made some interesting choices in the game. I thought Tom looked like fucking Tom Brady. It just like, he clearly has a chip on his shoulder and he is out to prove the world wrong. And like critics, critics be damned. Cause he is seriously Tom fucking Brady again. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think you and I, if I remember correctly, you and I both picked the Patriots in this game. We did. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you yeah, I was. I mean, I think I think that's true of basically anybody who is trying to pick this game. I I certainly didn't hear anybody predicting a blowout or anything even close. No. Um, but I mean, I'll tell you, I, I was nervous as hell going into this game. I mean, I was really taking the Chargers seriously. I I was believing in the road record. I mean, we knew one of the one or the other streak was going to end. The Pats were undefeated right. at home this right. year, as they often are, and the and the Chargers were undefeated on the road, but. I don't know. I I just I w- I was nervous and I and, and I was dialed into that opening drive. I thought it was a really interesting choice that they uh, won the coin toss and took the ball first, which is really uncharacteristic for yeah, the Patriots. Me that too. Opening I was drive was shocked. 
actually perfect. Like they took like half the quarter off the clock, marched down the field, put up seven points. Like, oh man. I mean, the, the offense was just, like I said in the open there, like I haven't seen the offense execute like that. I mean, I guess the, yeah. the previous Super Bowl, they were just like pinging the ball all over the place. But yeah. however good you felt about that, you were felting equally as bad about the defensive end of, uh, of things. But so that's why I compare it to the second half of the Super Bowl 51 against Atlanta, where like I, I haven't seen them play such a lopsided game against a decent opponent. You know, we can see them beat up on the Jets and Bills and stuff plenty, but it doesn't really tell you anything. But this was a real football team that, uh, you know, came in here and they fucking blew them out. Yeah. And I, I think it's a I was also interested in that decision after the coin toss. So I was like, oh, we won the coin toss. So we'll defer. No, when Bill decided to take it, I was like, oh, shit. For To me, that said two things. Like, one, he's taking San Diego, San Diego, L.A. seriously, right? Like, he's a, he doesn't want to give them the ball. He doesn't want to give their offense a chance. I was yeah. like, and then second, he's going to set the tone. And, like, we're about to see some scoring happen. Like, he was not not messing around. When it came yeah, to that. I mean, so, yeah, you could interpret that there there was I can't remember this, but there was a game, a significant playoff game in, in the last couple of years that they deferred. And it was like it might have even been the Atlanta Super Bowl. I don't know. Or, or I'm sorry that they didn't defer that they took. They won the coin toss and took the ball to start the game. And I interpret it then and now I interpret it today, uh, on Sunday as like sort of like what you just said, like a fear thing. Like, they don't yeah. want to be down in this game. They don't want to have to come back. They want the ball first. Right. I also took it as, you know, if Tom Brady is a little bit hurt, which he sort of seemed like he was over the sort of second, third, sort of the third quarter of the season. He looked okay for the last yeah. couple of weeks and obviously just got a week of rest. But I also interpreted it as like, you know, they say those like cortisone shots that players take basically only last a half. So they sort of have to choose between the opening half or the second half of the football game. When, <laughs> when do they want the shot? Cause it's only going to last like 90 minutes. So when I saw that they were taking the ball, I was like, Oh shit, it's going to be a first half game. They're going to try to put up a shitload of fucking points because Brady's going <laughs> to, it's going to come crashing yeah. down in the second half. Sort of like, sort of like what we saw in that uh, Miami game that they ended up losing. Yeah. It, but you know, and I think it's hard to know cause there's like a chicken and egg part of that, right? Like, they didn't score a ton of points in the second half. I think they only got one field goal. And it's like, well, well is yeah. it because I mean, at that point, Brady or it was because like you're just trying to run the clock out at that point and you don't want to risk injury and people getting hurt. Like, yeah, there's no yeah, point yeah. I mean, in that. At, by the time the second half came around, I mean, obviously the game at that point was well in hand. Oh. So, I mean, it's not like I had I, my opinion of the second yeah. half has nothing to do with Brady being hurt. I actually think he's fine. Um, I mean, if he's fine enough to I, throw down fucking 35 points and uh, on five straight touchdown drives in the first half of a football game against a playoff team. Like you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looked like I said, he looked like Tom Brady of old and you know, there were a lot of rumors flying around that he had maybe a sprained MCL mm -hmm. and you wonder if maybe that was kind of bothering him and it's healed finally. And then with an extra week of rest, it, it, he's back to a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why uh, the we'll, bye week is we'll huge. Yeah. That's yeah. why the bye week is friggin' critical. And I mean, he also was, he, nobody touched his, the, the hem of his friggin' jersey for the entire first half. Like, I, I don't, I can't picture in my mind right now a single time that Brady hit the turf on Sunday. Like, just like off the top of my head, like, no. Can you think of a moment where he was like, even a contested throw where he like manages to get the throw off but gets croaked? Like, I can't think of a single fucking time. 
No, I'll say, I know it's one of the questions coming up, but like, I'll say like, we want to talk about who I was the most impressed with. Yeah. It was the offensive line. Like they kept Brady like upright, no pressure. He was able to like make his reads and make his throws and they kept the running game going. Like, so we had four rushing touchdowns. Okay. That's Patriots are not known as a rushing team. Right. But it's no. because like there were holes for James White, Burkhead and Sony Michelle to get through because they were, the line was just doing a great, great job blocking. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was, uh, I'm looking at it right now. The little game report, there was 34 carries in this game and 34 receptions. Yeah. There's so 44 even. targets, but you know, so, so that, that's, yeah. that's about, as even as you'll ever see the Patriots be. And, right. I mean, and they should never be fully half and half. And I mean, I'd like to see, I don't have it in front of me, but like, I'd like to see what the first half numbers were because that's really when they were like playing in earnest. Obviously the game plan changes drastically when you're up by 31 points. Right. Um, so you can kind of take all that second half stuff and just throw it out the window. But yeah, I mean, I agree. The offensive line was great. The defensive line was great. There was another stat oh. I saw that Phillip Rivers was, uh, was pressured not necessarily hit or sacked or anything, but just, you know, someone in his face, he had to you know get off his spot and leave the pocket or whatever. Pressured yeah. on 70% of uh, of the snaps in the first half. 70%. Like, that's That's, that's brutal. That's, like, that's brutal. just domination. He, Having Brady be as clean as he was and Phillip Rivers getting pressured on yeah. 70% of the snaps, that's insane. You want to talk about having a bad day? Phillip Rivers had a bad day on Sunday. He was getting knocked around. No one was getting open. They couldn't get anything going with the run game. And he was just pissed. He felt Not like he to wasn't... mention just getting let down by your defense. Like, you know, yeah. he's sitting there on the bench watching, watching the game just leave the realm of mm -hmm. possible comebacks. Like every yeah. time and the Patriots touch the ball, he's just like, what the fuck, dude? My literal favorite part of the game favorite moment on the tv broadcast uh -huh. was uh king fumbles the the punt yeah it's recovered by the patriots and they say and here's philip rivers reaction on the sideline and it's literally just him taking his helmet off turning around shaking his head and sitting back down and like the way they teed it up you thought he was gonna like slam his helmet or start yelling at somebody but it was the most like oh man like hang no. dog response of all time and i was like what the why did you show that <laughs> Because that was because that was the back the the back breaking moment at that point oh, I think it was yeah. twenty eight to seven right. the Patriots finally go three and out that's their only punt of the half so they finally yeah. fucking have to give the ball away the Chargers remember the coin toss thing are getting the ball back at the beginning of the second uh, the second half the beginning of the third quarter so you know theoretically if they can march down the field and put one in the end zone before the half now you've got twenty eight to fourteen you get the ball back and score now you got twenty eight twenty one. The, right. theoretically you could th there is a path to get back yeah. into the game so this the the lone patriots punt of the whole half happens the guy fucking fumbles it the pats recover it then we <laughs> score on that touchdown now it's 35 7 like thanks the, for playing san yeah. diego it was See the you later. like ball buster yeah, that, that was it i mean that was <laughs> totally it you know what's funny them, about that too is that philip rivers who's fa famous for lots of things but uh on like the nfl mic'd up stuff he's quite famous for not cursing yeah. So he throws around some like dang gummits and some like gosh yeah. darn it and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I just I would just have loved to have you gotten the, the audio of him being like, "Son of a 
goat milk or what i don't know what like what what, what do people say i don't, I don't, know. I don't know. know how to think without cursing so we were doing the same thing at our house we were like oh what do you think philip rivers is saying right now and it's Bag, like what, what in the what in the gosh heck is happening here what in tarnation yeah. yeah you drop that gosh darn ball <laughs> So he decided to vent his frustrations on uh, every single ref for the entirety. Of the game, yeah, even when he weird. was by like a thousand points. Fucking yeah. asshole. No, no, he was getting a lot of pressure. I could get being frustrated, but like the ref isn't letting them through. <laughs> you're yeah, yelling he was at the freaking wrong people. going off at them all freaking day. I was like, dude, yeah. you're a dick. Just on the sidelines in his winter hat. He looked cold as shit. His face is all red. Fucking drank a 30 rack before he hit the field <laughs> yeah it doesn't look like a very in shape individual <laughs> anyways let's get back to the patriots so you're saying yeah. that you're you you were so the the person or or people you were most impressed with was the offensive line yeah I, yeah i think that's been a point of contention all well i shouldn't say that it has looked like a point of contention all year we talked a few weeks ago about how brady actually hasn't felt a lot of pressure mm-hmm. um, but i think you know, they were able to hold them off long enough that he was actually able to get some reads and didn't have to like duck out of some of his throws or didn't have to throw it away. Um, And, and they weren't, I think they had two penalties in the whole game. Like they weren't heavily penalized. They did a good job. Like, you know, not giving shit up, which is important. And we've seen them lose games before where they get like called back. Well, I mean, I guess I can think of Edelman holding. I can think of like Shaq Mason getting a call. So, you know, there were a few, I mean, they weren't going to go the whole game with nothing, but Right. It wasn't egregious and it I don't think it impacted the game in a way that it killed momentum, which we've seen happen a couple times this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I I agree the line had a great day. I mean I I would say both lines, offensive and defensive. And yeah. I mean like it's not as if there was ever big time concerns this year about either one of those two groups sucking, but like no. they were dominant. Like if they can play if both lines play like that for the next you know next two week games. and potentially the week after two weeks after like they'll win the super bowl like straight yeah. up like if they can put up numbers like they did in this game like they will win every game they play uh yeah, they <laughs> the would question be is can they against different teams and different rushes and whatever but oh yeah definitely the o-line was kept brady as clean as a fucking whistle yeah my guy was edelman i thought this was like I mean, what a, a, a stat that I heard after the game was over. This was Edelman's first postseason game. Remember, he got hurt last year. His first yeah. postseason game since the Atlanta Super Bowl. And he was freaking balling. Oh, my God. I, I was legit. We talked last week about, like, you know, what's it going to take to win this game? And I was like, I don't think that Edelman and Gronk are going to be your guys. Like, mm. I don't see. I hadn't at that point seen really much evidence that they would be, you know, just flipping the switch and turning into their the 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 versions of themselves that we've grown to love like i was like you're gonna have to do it with james white and cordero patterson and you know yeah to a certain extent that was true with white and michelle but i mean and gronk was targeted once um so i mean i was half right but (laughs) but (laughs) yeah he had a good game blocking he did he did yeah i i actually i i rewatched some of the highlights between yesterday and today and i I made just the highlights don't give me too much credit now Uh, (laughs) i i made a note a little mental note of every time i saw gronk on the field and like how it was affecting some of those longer runs and he really did i mean i don't usually focus on like blocking tight ends when i'm just casually watching a football game but anyways back to edelman the dude was fucking nails i mean he was all over the place you could tell like he was just dialed in like a freaking psychopath like he he would have literally run through a wall like that guy was awesome on sunday do you think him and tom had like a 
I don't know what they did. The they looked like they they blew some fucking rails before the game, and then just yeah, like balled out all over yeah. everybody. You, I mean, you know, they they're not immune. They hear the criticism. They hear people talking about them. Tom knows people are saying like, "Oh, this is it. He's hit the cliff," and you know it pisses him off, like because he's competitive. And so if he was hurt and he couldn't play at a hundred percent, and now he can. He's going to have that fuck you attitude. And I think he takes Edelman right along with him. Like, I think when Brady gets all hyped up, Edelman gets all juiced up right with him. Like, he can't control oh, yeah, himself. Absolutely. I mean, he's so, I mean, Edelman is so Brady's guy that like, yeah. I mean, not nearly as many people are talking about Edelman on the decline as, as are talking about Brady on the decline. So, but I think right. he takes it all personally. And I think that Julian Edelman is just like a nut as Tom Brady is a nut. I mean, you know. Brady's Brady's position on the field doesn't require him like getting blasted by, you know, DBs and stuff and getting up yeah. and flexing on him and shit like that. But <laughs> I mean, both of those guys, I mean, you know, it's it's as a Patriots fan when you when you watch a win like that, obviously it's hard to if you say like who is the best player, you you you, you yeah, almost always skip Tom Brady because like he's usually very good. Right. Uh, and I think the same is true in this game. So, I mean, really my if I had to give out the stars, my number one star would be Tom. Followed by sure. Edelman, who I think I feel they like were just locked in. It was great. There's like an asterisk on that, right? To your point, like, it's always Tom. And then it's like, and who else? Really? Yeah, right. I mean, they, they the literally, the yeah, like, like I, I read a lot of uh, Greg Bedard on Boston Sports Journal. Like, he literally yeah. doesn't, he rarely even mentions Brady in like the positives coming in, coming out of any given game. Because it's like, yeah. it's just kind of a given. It's expected. Uh, so when he does his <laughs> like tough, three man. up, three down situation, like he, yeah. he just, he, he's, he's like disqualified. It kind of sucks if you're Tom Brady because it's like, you know, when you do great, we're like, okay, you're Tom fucking Brady. Great. And when you do shitty, we're like, what the hell? What happened to Tom Brady? And and, and also when he does think about that statement too, like when he does shitty, which means when he does shitty by his own incredibly high greatest of all time standards, it doesn't mean when he actually does shitty, like relative to the mean quarterback in the NFL. When he plays like a top 10 quarterback instead of a like top two quarterback. (laughs) Instead of like number one by a mile. Yeah. Yeah. How annoying he's losing. When he plays he's like number five with some discussion instead of number yeah. one, no, no, no debate. Yeah, we fucking throw a nutty. <laughs> um, yeah, on, what, on, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say like, what, what do you, what do you put on the coaching in this game? Like, what credit do you give to like Bill and McDaniel's and Brian Flores for the well, plan so, that they put together? Yeah, I mean, good question. I, I think for the offense, I mean, honestly, the Chargers did the thing that teams do that consistently Tom Brady absolutely owns, which is like play a bunch of zone and like don't jam his receivers who are running routes off the line. And they just do this soft zone thing. This is what, this is the literally the reason why the Patriots have historically owned the Steelers over the last like five or so years. Cause they play this stupid ass soft zone that Brady absolutely kills. And so yeah. the, offensively, I don't know if like the, strategy was necessarily like so good. I think the execution was goddamn flawless. So from a coaching perspective, it's like, all right, yeah. I mean, when your guys are going out there and executing everything perfectly, it doesn't make it look like there's a lot. I mean, they didn't play any, there was no trickery. There was, there was no, not a lot of deception. There was, they were just playing straight up and winning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at it as like, they did a good job identifying the Chargers' weaknesses, of which there weren't a lot. Like, they were a very solid, strong team all year. Um, and then I didn't really feel like they had to make any adjustments on the fly. So I feel like they just had a game plan and they were able to just kind of yeah, roll I mean, with it they, the whole time. Yeah, I mean, they were executing everything. It was, it was, yeah. it was exactly what Incredible. you would hope for. 
Defensively, yeah. I do give the coaching a lot of credit because I, I mean, I don't think that the Patriots are like just so stacked on defense, you know, that right. they can just like roll the balls out there and beat anybody on any any given Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think you know Brian Flores had a great day. Everybody had a great day. I like, I love, I love how like this version of the Patriots defense when they're up by some amount of points will instead of like laying back and playing that like prevent like you know we'll give away the middle of the field but like don't beat us over the top like that whole thing like yeah this year in the in the brian flores era they fucking bring like when they're up they use that as an opportunity to like bring extra rushers and bring extra pressure which is sick like i love that and in the in in the team loves that like the fans love that the defense themselves loves that yeah like the players on the bench love that like that's such a sick way to play if you can play like that like you get that two touchdown lead and then you just start fucking going for it on defense because you're less scared about getting burned by sending extra pressure and stuff like that but you just put people on their ass it's great well and it's so demoralizing for the other team too because when you're getting to the quarterback you like they can't catch a break and we i mean we saw it work perfectly with philip rivers it it not jostled him uh rattled rattled him thank you (laughs) it it rattled rivers and like he struggled and then was getting frustrated and then was you know not making smart plays and and like couldn't it was like this endless cycle that he almost couldn't get himself out of right once it was happening and and you know and it's it, you're right it is it is this like vicious cycle of the, the chargers start drawing up you know plays for bigger chunks cuz they're desperate for the yardage and the points which means right. he needs more time in the pocket meanwhile the pats are dialing up blitzes and shit like that which means he actually gets less so not only does he have less time than he had before but also the play that they're calling requires more than it did you know initially so where on a normal you know 0-0 game coming out of the shoot he might only need a second or two seconds in the pocket but now that you're behind by two or three scores you're dialing up plays to get your receivers down the field to score some points in small spaces so now you need three four and you only have one it's fucking great i mean that that's why every team wants to play with the lead you know you can you can take risks like that and and mitigate the the downside there was even a couple sacks there was at least two sacks that don't that didn't count as sacks because they were called back for penalties but it's like who cares Phil yeah, Rivers got still him. got planted. Like it, right. he he doesn't fucking care. I mean, he, I'm sure he's, he'd rather have the penalty and have to redo the down than yeah. to have take the sack. But like he still got blasted. That doesn't like not happen. Right. right. You still put him on the ground. You still disrupted his rhythm. Like yeah, you you were in his face, and like he remembers that. Even when he's replaying second down, it doesn't matter because he remembers that he was on his ass the last time he did that, and like that sticks with you. You see that guy yeah. coming again, and you're like. Fuck, Trey Flowers, get out of my face. Seriously, yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, flipping back to the other side of the ball that uh, that just reminded me of is that the the offense's ability to just stay on the field and just keep the Chargers out there all afternoon. Like, I don't know uh-huh. what the time of possession statistics were, but, like, the Chargers' defense... I mean, and again, this is another parallel to that uh, Atlanta Super Bowl where, like, that whole second half, like, the defense was just gassed. Like, they, right. they were just toast because they were literally just couldn't get off the field and 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 played you know what felt like 30 minutes of 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 football um just in one half alone yeah i mean that first drive alone the patriots had the ball for over seven minutes and like yeah that you know that doesn't feel like a long time but when you're a defensive player on the field like it's a long ass time to be on the field with no, no stopping 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, you know, Charger cornerback. You see number 11 there? Yeah, the guy who's fucking, he's, he's got crazy eyes and is like jacked up to be in his first postseason game for, yeah. since fucking 2017. Go chase him around this field. It's 20 degrees out. Chase him around right. for two hours. Like, that's your breathe. that's your job. Chase chase number eleven around all fucking day. Good luck. Right. Yeah, have a good time. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> it was um, great. So yeah, I mean, it, that hell of a game. You know, what's unfortunate is that years from now we'll look back on this game and think of it as another, you know, as Dan Shaughnessy would say, tomato can divisional round game, yeah, like I like know. the Titans were last year and like whatever. But like this is no, I mean, tomato can score for sure. But this is no tomato can. Like this could have, they could have lost. I wouldn't have been shocked. Like I would not have been no. super surprised if they lost. It, and you know, we're talking about next year at this point. I mean, I, mean, I would have been surprised if they got blown out, but I'm just saying if they lost in some sort of sure. normal way. If it had ended up, you know, 24, 21, and they Something lost, like that. Like, yeah. I mean, that would have been consistent you been like, with. Okay. Yeah. That would have been consistent with a whole bunch of Patriots games that right. we've seen this year. None of them ha- had been at home, but I mean, yeah, I've, I've seen that team play this year. I've seen the, I've right. seen the, the 2018 Patriots play themselves into a low scoring shitty loss where they look like crap. Yeah. I, but this wasn't one of them. A whole bunch of times. Nope. Certainly not. This was a whole different kind of game. Whole different kettle of fish. Man, did that feel good. Oh God. Yeah. It would have been God. How depressing up. if they had lost that game. Yeah, and you know, I, 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 uh, I always sort of think of it like if your team makes it to their league's final four, like you gotta be okay with that, even with the highest yeah, expectations. Sure. You know, like th- making the AFC Championship game. This is their eighth straight AFC Championship game, which is just fucking insane. Like, good for them. Awesome for us as fans. We're like the most spoiled sons of bitches on the planet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, let's fucking do it. On to Kansas City. Yeah. Here we go. Um, so let me ask you this, Melissa. Does yeah. does today or does Sunday's win make you feel any differently? Oh, well, actually, you know, let me put it this way. How are you feeling about a possible uh, Pat's Chiefs? matchup um so obviously the chiefs game was sa- was saturday and they beat the yeah. pants off the cult so oh, you Jesus. know going into the pats game on sunday that if we win we're going to arrowhead so how are you feeling about that before yeah. the chargers game started oh not i was feeling like the chargers had a lot of road games and i felt bad they were gonna have to go to kansas city too. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i didn't feel great about that i mean you know why i didn't feel great is because Indy, who looked so dominant against the Texans, looked like a six seed against Kansas City. Like, oh yeah, they, Kansas City just boys owned amongst men them, and I was like, shit, that's so. Now they've gotten the like postseason jitters out of the way because that was their first game. Mm-hmm. So you're someone like Patrick Mahomes, and like you're like, oh, I'm in the playoffs, right? But now it's like, all right, he's kind of shaking that off. He's won a game now in the playoffs, and so. You know, I think it gives him a little more confidence going into it, too. And and so I was like, oh, no, they look legit. And they look just as good as they did all season. Like, they just keep on rolling. And they had stumbled a little bit towards the end of the season. Yeah, so they, I was didn't, like, they eh. didn't finish the season super strong. Yeah, the City like, all right, they're fallible. They have some, like, opportunities there. Let's see how they do when, like, real pressure's on. We mm-hmm. know Andy Reid typically isn't the greatest coach in those not high exactly pressure your, situations. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not exactly yeah. cool under pressure, that guy. Yeah, not your model of composure. Uh, and yet, I was like, uh-oh, they look legit. 
But then we came out and dominated too. So it's like, okay, well, I guess cream rises to the top is true. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely say I am still very much concerned about um, the Patriots' ability to go into Arrowhead and win. I will say, though, I, I I am in very... I mean, it's hard to not be encouraged by this game, but I am very encouraged to see that the Pats still have the ability to score in the high 30s and and, and play a game that looks like that. You know, like thinking back to the Super Bowl, what was the final score? 44-38 or something like that? Like the Pats have only gotten to like above... I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, the Pats only scored more than 30 points once, twice, three times, four times, five times. But... Oh, more than I would have guessed. Well, but... Three of those, two of those games were against the Jets. One was against oh. the Dolphins. Okay. One was against the Chiefs, and the other was against the Bears. None of those. So well, the throw, Bears throw, throw out those AFC East games. Mm-hmm. Get that shit right out of there, because those aren't real teams. Like those aren't right. playoff teams, like we're talking right. about now. So you're really, what you're talking JV about teams. is twice. I mean, they did it at home against the Chiefs. They scored forty three in that game. Yeah, and they did it. Oh, they also did it uh, at home against the Colts. Got thirty eight. But like, it hasn't been. I mean, this season certainly, like we were just talking about, has not been you know, high flying offense, but I was very encouraged to see, okay, the, it's still the Patriots. They can still score in the thirties and, and, and play a game like that. Like they're, you know, they right. lost Josh Gordon and all this stuff. You weren't really sure how it was going to play out, but that's the biggest sort of comforting notion to me is like, all right, they, they still got their fucking swag offensively. Yeah. It's still in there. And they did it without letting the other team also score 30 points. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, not that like the amount of defense you play is should be like uh, the opposite of how much right, offense right, you play right. or whatever, but that's tends to be the way it's gone. I mean, yeah. that's why, you know, we said at the top of the thing, it's like this felt like a perfect game. Like, yeah, I mean, in the times where the Pats have had those high scoring, uh, you know, big offensive bursts, it's also come at the expense <laughs> for some reason of not being right. able to stop people on the other side of the ball. Yeah, and it's a weird, weird thing, but ever since that philadelphia super bowl that's how it's felt is like we score a lot of points and the defense lets up a lot of points we don't score a lot of points the weeks that the defense manages to hold them back and it's like because i don't remember a game this year where the patriots got like completely blown out they lost in like the most frustrating ways they lost stupid games on like late plays and yet and so it's like god like can you guys just get in sync a little bit yeah and this was was the game where they felt in sync yeah, and I mean, like, really, the blowout games, you're looking at the Tennessee game, which was a disaster, and the Week yeah. 2 Lions game, which also was a disaster. Right. But, right. you know, the, the Anomalies. Sort of, the Patriots were playing up or down to their competition seemingly yeah. all year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was definitely, you know, definitely something to be concerned about. And it still is. But, I, you know, just leaving that Chargers game, you got to feel good about pretty much all aspects of your team. For me specifically, it was just like, all right, we we can hang offensively with the Chiefs at least. I don't know if we can stop yeah. them, but I think we can hang offensively with them. Yeah, we won't be embarrassed. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another question. This yeah. is sort of our like uh, poor man's lightning round this week. Just lots of okay. different questions about the uh, about the game and the games upcoming. So it's obviously early in the week now, but the game time temperature for the AFC championship game in Kansas city on Sunday is forecasted to be a a low of negative five in a Mm -hmm. high of 10 degrees, which is insane. Um, what's your take on the weather? You think that'll help the Pats hurt the Pats? Is it a wash? Like obviously Kansas city isn't 
it's not a it's not a warm weather town like they you know right. they, they have actual winters um, yeah they've gotten more snow than we have so far yeah seriously so what uh, do you think about the cold i have an interesting take on the cold I, I think I, I feel like I do too, so I'm interested to hear. Oh, interesting. Is. Okay, both teams play in the cold, so I don't think it's a distinct advantage for either team. Like they both have the ability to practice and play in the cold. On Where the, I on, think on the field, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I think it becomes an advantage for the Patriots is that Arrowhead is known for being loud because of their fans. And I'm sorry, when it's ten fucking degrees out, I'm not loud. I can't be I loud. <laughs> I ain't clapping. That's for sure. Yeah, right. You got mittens on. Right. Like that mitigates some of the noise. People are like going inside more to like warm up a little bit. Sound doesn't travel as well in cold air. So I actually think like there could be a little bit of help there in that it it pulls some of the arrowhead factor out. Yeah. So I I had a very, very similar idea. I mean, I think in terms of on the field. I would actually give like if we're just thinking about the cold, like slight advantage Patriots. Like we're a they're an older team, they're a more experienced team. Sure. Like they've played more playoff games generally, which means yeah. they've played more playoffs in the cold because they fucking play in New England. But yeah, I mean, I think if the Pats can go up early, not to the same extent that they did in the Chargers game, but I mean, I'll take yeah. it. Obviously, I mean, I was just say I won't say no to it. But yeah. I mean, picture this: you're a fucking Chiefs fan. Yeah. And you're sitting your ass there and you're way up high seat and arrowhead. Yeah. And it's yeah. zero degrees and your team's down it's 14 fucking at the end wind of the chill. first quarter. Like, no thanks. You're miserable at that point. Like, you're probably not I'm, going home. No. You know, I'm not saying everyone's going to bail, but like, but I'm thinking that's about tough it. sledding as a fan. Like, and if, if, if the Pats give them any reason to quit, like I, yeah. I would be. I think the fans would be taken out of it because that's not a pleasant viewing experience. I don't care how much no. of a fan of the team you no. are. No, I've been at Patriots games where it's freezing fucking cold out, and they're even winning, and I'm like, all right, uh, great. I can't. I'm too cold. I got. I can't do this yeah, anymore. Get me fucking out of here. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I do think it'll. It, I mean, it has to affect the crowd. I mean, at the in the opening series when the Patriots first get the ball on offense, like I'm sure the crowd's gonna go nuts. But it's a yeah. long game. This thing's gonna be three plus hours. Right. And that's it's not gonna it's gonna get colder as the game progresses. Like it's not gonna be pretty. So yeah, I, it's I do a night think game that they, too, I, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's gonna get colder. Kick. So I definitely yeah. agree with you. There's a chance that we can that the Pats can mitigate the crowd noise because Arrowhead is a loud ass stadium. Yeah. Um, you know where else was shockingly loud as I was watching some of the NFC games? What's I that? could not believe how loud the New Orleans fans were. Where they played oh, the they Georgia get after Dome now, it in the Superdome. 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 Like, it's still the Superdome. I was yeah. like. Shit, it's loud there. Like you could hear it Why coming through on TV. Why they play the Georgia Dome? They're in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Neutral site. Maybe they like to keep yeah, it even. They just I don't wanted know. to try to give the opposing team an advantage. Oh my god, I'm like Georgia. the president. I don't even know what state I'm in. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm Anyways, yeah, too. that's it. That oh. is another tough place to play, and that actually leads us to our our next question here, which is yeah. Uh, in the wild card round, all but one home team uh, lost. So road teams did very well in the wild right. card on wild, wild card weekend. Card. Yeah. And uh, this week, you and I both had three out of four home teams winning, but yeah. all four scratch held: Pats, Saints, yeah. Rams, and uh, Chiefs. So yeah, ones and twos across the board. Do you think uh, this trend will hold true until the Super Bowl, which is obviously played on the neutral site, or do you think we'll have some upsets this week? I think we're going to have some upsets this week. So you think the Rams could go into New Orleans and beat them in the Georgia Dome? Yeah. You want my picks right now? 
Yeah, they're going to definitely win in the Georgia Dome for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'd love your picks. Hit me with your picks. I think both road teams win. I'm picking New England and I'm picking the Rams. Pat's Rams? Wow. Yeah, we're going to have a beat LA Super Bowl. Wow. That would be incredible. Yeah. Who would you what rather? You... So let's do a little. Let's do a little. Actually, okay. I'll oh. pick mine first. Uh, yeah. I think I'm I'm going to pick Pat Saints. Oh, okay. Okay. The Saints are fucking. I will n- never pick against the Saints at home. Like, they're just so. Th- they are almost as good as the Pats are on their home turf. Like, yeah. I just. Saints in the Superdome is fucking electric. I just thought watching that game yesterday, I texted you at like you know the the eagles when the got eagles up. were up by two touchdowns in the first yeah, quarter and i yeah. was like oh shit and uh, so to me it was like oh okay there's like there's an opportunity here like they're beatable you know the well saints aren't it, what was what was clear in that in that eagles saints game is that the saints were not ready to go they were not ready to go yeah. for that game which was very strange to see for a team that is you would generally consider to be a good veteran-led team with decent coaches who've won Super Bowls before. Yeah, very consistent. They were not ready to go at all. And they managed to come back and win, which is great. But I mean, like, you know, they they were just not even close. But they had to come back. And like, they shouldn't have had to come back. They should have dominated that game. For sure, Even but after the, the after Eagles the win. Eagles after the Eagles put up those fourteen points, that was the only scoring they did all night. Yeah, they they, they, they put they two touchdowns on the board in the first half of the first quarter, and that they got shut out the rest of the day. But to me, all all you know, I'm yes, I understand all that, but I'm just looking at it as a like, okay, like there's an opening here, and yeah, like okay. if the right team could continue to you know exploit that, and like Philadelphia wasn't the right team, obviously, like they're. Their mojo ran out finally. Yeah, it did um, finally. Jesus. Thank God Jesus took long enough. Um, you know, but a team like the Rams that has a lot more offense and, you know, they have a much more diverse, I think, play scheme than Nick Foles and the Eagles do. Mm. You know, they have a chance to really go in there and upset some things with New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it'll definitely be a good game. I'm just taking, I'll take the Saints and I'm taking the Pats too. All so. Right. We'll see how okay. that goes. I'm gonna keep yeah. the. I'm gonna just keep this double down going of uh, picking the Patriots, even though my gut tells me they're. Fucked. I know, but it even worked though out I'm this like, week. oh god, I'm so nervous every week. But you know, it's a push 'em game, like down at the casino, uh, New yeah, England, wanna, Kansas City. Do you want to explain three. how that works for the people, uh, the non-gamblers who listen to our show? The the plus three thing, like how like, oh. the home teams, the like how the like the Kansas Kansas City is like favored by three points, but they refer to that as a. Push, push right so yeah so being up three you basically like sports books give you three points just for being the home team gotcha so meaning that you either win or you come within three points right, 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 right of right. the other team just simply because you're the home team but you basically get gifted three points just for hosting yeah, the game yeah. so when you look at the line and it says kansas city by three that it's really like is sort of even. like code for you know flip a coin yeah They're, those yeah. three points are just the sort of uh superficial three points for right automatically and this is the first time that brady and the 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 brady belichick patriots will not be favored in a postseason game in like a wicked long time i forget when the last one was oh interesting i think it was actually the denver afc championship game like three years ago where they went to denver um and i think it was also a push denver by three or whatever yeah 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 uh well speaking of how tom brady takes things i have a question for you sure uh post game TB12 said uh, when he was asked about his upcoming AFC championship game, he said, quote, I know everyone thinks we suck and, you know, can't win any games, but we'll see. It should be fun. 
What do you think of Tom Brady's kind of candor in that moment? Well, so I thought it was a little strange and I, I've, I've been hearing and reading a lot of reaction to it. And I heard a little bit of it in the post game on Sunday and then more of it today. We're like, everyone's just kind of looking around like, I'm sorry, who was saying the Patriots suck? Like I, they were favored in the game. Like I remember here, I heard Scott Van Pelt on ESPN, like I, last night or this morning or whatever. And he was just like, yeah, like, I don't know. No, you tell me, like, was anybody saying that the Patriots suck or they can't win games? My take on this is that Brady is too unselfish to say what he really should be saying here. If you take this statement, which is, again, I know everyone thinks we suck and, you know, can't win any games, but we'll see. It should be fun. If you just take the we suck and replace it with an I suck, then it makes total sense. Because <laughs> if he makes yeah. this statement about him... Tom Brady, hey, I, I know everybody thinks I suck and, you know, that I can't win any games, but we'll see. It should be fun. Then it's like, oh, yeah, well, yes, lots of people have been talking at length for many years about how Tom Brady has, like, fallen off a cliff and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. What doesn't Max make Kellerman. sense is him turning it into a we, you know, the Patriots overall, which n- nobody is saying the Patriots suck. That's stupid. But, like, I think he was basically just trying to say, hey, fuck you, anybody that doubted me personally, Tom, the quarterback, but he's just too much of a you know, savvy media person answering these questions to ever come off as like, you know, LeBron James-esque, just like overly like me, 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 I, I, I. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, he's just gonna, if I suck, they must. you must all suck. I'm just gonna lump you in with me. Yeah. But let me tell you, I love the chip on the shoulder. Love it. Me love it. too. New I'm Patriots mantra. It. Embrace the yeah. noise. Listen to the noise. We yeah. are no longer ignoring the noise. Bulletin board material. Get that, get two bulletin boards. Put it all yeah. up there. Post I mean, every idiot in the planet saying that tom brady's done and he should just hang it up after this year right it just right gets him going which is what they've also always done i mean like bill belichick yeah. telling his players to ignore the noise is basically him saying stay off social media and like you know don't get right. in any trouble because like, well, exactly. they've, they've always listened to the noise and embraced yeah. the noise when it was you know when they had reason to spin it you, to their advantage yeah you can listen to it you just can't contribute to it right exactly exactly that's a yeah. good way to put it but yeah, oh, the, the chip on your shoulder, Pats, look out. Because yeah. that's, that's that's fucking great. If Tom Brady can have the ass and fucking play like he's pissed off. Yeah. Um, Get I'm some gay. more ESPN commentators. Oh, just wait. People climbing right up Mahomes' ass all week, too. It's just going to get right under Brady's skin as everyone's talking about like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is the next great thing and he's the second coming. And like, it, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but Mahomes hit 50 touchdowns this year, too, right? Uh, I don't know, but I'll look it up. Keep going. And Brady had been the first quarterback to do that. And I think I saw them throw that stat up at the end of the Chargers game where it was like, oh, next week we're going to get like this battle of great quarterbacks. And if I were Tom Brady, I'd be like, fuck you. That dude's not a great quarterback. He's played for one season. Maybe he'll be great, but I'm still Tom, I'm still Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. And you're right. He did actually throw for exactly 50 touchdowns yeah, this year. Yeah, um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, the battle of two, if we're, yeah, if you're just looking at this year, like what, then yeah, the battle of two great quarterbacks. I mean, it is only this year though. Like that's the only thing that's going to matter. And Pat Mahomes uh, yeah, is it's your, true. your presumptive NFL MVP and, you know, whatever. But I mean, I'm de- he's, he's a, he's a scary man for sure. Yeah, but, um, but it's definitely I'll still put not, my money on Tom Brady. It's not exactly a like heavyweight historical matchup, but he's I, I also basically wonder, the best like, QB going this year. Yeah, I also wonder like what it's like 
for him. Like, all right, so he, you know, kind of shook the monkey off his, he didn't have a monkey on his back, he's never played before, but like, you know, shook off some of the nerves and anxiety by playing that game against Indy. But mm-hmm. now he's going against Tom Brady, who he's probably idolized for years. Like, he was a oh, kid God, when Tom yeah. Brady came into the league. And it's like, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. Like, he's kind of the best that ever was. And, you know, can I compete with that? Like, am I at the same level? See, no. Oh, I, if that, that that's what I would be thinking if I was him. Yeah. God, Pat so, Mahomes is 23. Jesus oh, Christ. God. That, oh, Which Jesus. means he was, what, six years old when... Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl in 01. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. So literally for the entirety oh, no. of Patrick Mahomes' life, pretty much. You know, Tom Brady's since he's been, been like able to like speak and remember things. Um, oh no. Pat Mahomes has been a fucking uh I'm sorry, Pat Did you just get distracted by this goal also? No, I don't have that on. Oh, okay. You said oh no, like two seconds after the Canadians uh, oh. scored on a Bruins power play. The Canadians just scored uh, a shorthanded, shorthanded goal to make goal. it two to one. Uh, shorthanded goals. Bruins... Go ahead. No, I, I think we're about to say the same thing. Yeah, you Bruins go. Number Bruins number one in giving up shorthanded goals this season. Lead the league in giving up <laughs> shorthanded goals, and they just added to their lead. Yeah. Uh, by fucking lead the league up by a one. lot. Like it's not yeah. like one. It's like, a pretty, a, it's like an embarrassing number. Pretty dubious category. I think they said that stat on the Winter Classic, maybe? I don't know. I oh, can maybe. hear I it heard being it said in yeah. Doc Emmerich's it, voice. It, yeah. Some, or yeah. Or it was like a you know rivalry game or whatever. Something like that, yeah. It was as someone was scoring a shorthanded goal. <laughs> and they were yeah. like the best team in scoring shorthanded goals. And they were like, and the Bruins were the worst. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> and fuck yeah, them. So That's terrible. That's not shitty. So Can't give up shorthanded goals. Brutal Jesus. thing to lead the league in. Yeah, not um, the stat, not the stat sheet you want to be at the top of. All right, so what do you think? You got any anyway. uh, oh, yeah. any takes to clean up before the end of the game? I know that I' gonna be uh, before the end of the episode. Rather, I uh, I'm gonna suspend my uh, Gostkowski take until next week. Obviously, uh, he was clean this have week, to. but not a whole lot of high pressure kicks. I wouldn't say for Steven Gostkowski <laughs> oh, this week. So, God, you always find a way to discredit what he does. Book it, missed point after it's gonna yeah. happen. Oh, you know who finally hit the wall. <laughs> Adam Vinatieri. Oh missed, man, missed I felt so bad for him. Extra point. I felt so. I I I I was feeling for him hard. His missed age point after and a missed field goal, and the field goal was closer than the point after attempt. It was like yeah. a twenty-three yard field goal. Point afters are like thirty or thirty-five or something. Yeah, they're far now. Yeah. Yikes! Poor guy. Do you think he should retire? I mean, no. Why bother? Other kickers in the league blow. He's like, that's actually a good point. What's the alternative? That's basically all anybody can say when I talk shit about Steven Guskowski. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's like 46. Like, it's nuts how old he is. Yeah. He basically said, like, he was, he he obviously gets asked year after year if he's going to come back. And he basically said, like, they'll, I'll I'll play if they'll have me type of thing. But I just hope that he doesn't put himself in a position where, like, he has to get, like, cut or released or something like that. Uh, Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think with his reputation that anyone would let that happen. I feel like they would have a conversation with him and say, like, you don't have it anymore. We got this kid. Like, it's time to hang it up. Yeah. I let him retire. I would I would expect any like classy normal organization that isn't run by like a fucking crazy drug addict Jim Irsay <laughs> to 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 comport itself in that way and have some respect for Adam Vinatieri who's one of the greatest fucking NFL players of all time but that the 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 Colts organization is a bit of a fucking clown show yeah so who knows <laughs> well we'll see uh, I feel good about where the Patriots are at. 
I feel terrible about where the Celtics are at, but they're lucky that Patriots keep rolling so we don't have to worry about them yet. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, and, you know, we can all ride this win out all this week, but uh, yeah. it's gonna come. It's gonna come to a head again, and hopefully, we're going to another Super Bowl. That would be I something. Know. That would be incredible. Just going to three Super Bowls in a row, like not to get ahead yeah. of ourselves. Oh, I remember what I was gonna ask now. Uh, yeah. What I was gonna ask is let's let's just for a second, uh, you know, be a little jinxy and say that the Patriots Ooh. win. Who would who would you rather play in the Super Bowl, New Orleans or the Rams? Oh, the Rams. Why? Because they're young and new, and yeah. I think they're fast, but I think Drew Brees has the the composure and the been here before over the rest of them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're green on offense. They're, they they got a veteran defense though. Um, yeah, but yeah, I agree. From the coach on down, I mean, that's a that's a yeah. that's a pretty green team. I'll, I'll take the right. Rams. I agree. Yeah, I would core. take the Rams. And how sweet would that be from? Uh, Although Super Bowl rematches years later have not uh, have not really panned out very well for the Pats. No. Beat, beat the Eagles. Eagles the first time, lose to them the second time, lose to the yeah. Giants both times. I don't Ooh, know if I, I don't know if I really look forward to another rematch. That. Yeah. But anyways. Oh yeah, but we weren't favored in that first Super Bowl. That was like the one that started it all. Well, the right. Show yeah, on but, turf. But you don't think that would be like a huge narrative going into it if if it was a Pats Ram Super Bowl? Like I guess. we'd be hearing all about I that. I didn't honestly. I didn't really think about it because I think of them as the L.A. Rams now. Yeah, and, you know they were St. Louis when we played them the first time, and sure so were. I I didn't really associate them together at first. Yeah. You know, I learned in that. Uh, all right, this is this is all I'll say, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. But the uh, the I think he does the radio broadcast, but Kurt Warner does like the broadcast uh, for the L.A. Rams now. They oh, like really? showed him in the in the in the Cowboys game up in the booth. And I was like, "Oh, is he like a is he like a coach or something like that? Like, cause he clearly yeah. looked to be like working. He wasn't like drinking yeah. a Bud Light." And then they said that he does the uh, he does like the color commentator, like similar to like Scott Zola yeah, or whatever. Like, does the color yeah. on the radio. Oh, so Kurt Kurt, well, Kurt would Kurt be fucking still associates it. them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He he remembers. He remembers. So, anyways, right. big week this well, week. What a day yeah. on Sunday! That was fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we can keep it rolling into next week. Yeah, lots to look forward to. I'm pumped. Uh, if you have any thoughts that you want to share with us, you can tweet us at Titletown Pod. You can also call us, leave us a voicemail at 914-87-TT-POD. She was so close. Us- it's 904-87-TT-POD. <laughs> fuck. 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 I was like, is it 91 or 90? Why can't I get that right? It's all right. Someday. Well, but yeah, uh, please leave us a voicemail. We'll get you yeah. on the podcast. I'm sorry to those people who I forgot about in last week's episode. Uh, ben in Framingham, Dan in New Hampshire. My bad, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do listen to them. But, but sometimes yeah, we sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget recording. that they happened. Sometimes we forget that yeah, they happened. Uh, we're sorry. <laughs> so That's please our bad. call with your takes. We appreciate it. Do it again. Do it closer to when we record. We have better memory then. <laughs> For sure. Um, All right, Bernsey, I'll see you next week. See you next week. Later. Later.